in your corner, saving one investor at a time, working for clients, not companies, all while bullyproofing portfolios, totally committed to sharing academic truths about investing, always representing Main Street and not Wall Street. It's your Sound Money team, and this is the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. Welcome to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Forth, and we are a registered investment advisory firm. We are independent. We do work for clients and not companies. So whether you're seeking advice on an old 401k, 403b, some type of employer-sponsored plan, even an NUA analysis, here's the point. If you're no longer with the company, then as a rule, your money should not be there either, so we can help you take control of that whether that's rolling it out into a tax-neutral IRA or splitting it via the NUA. Take control of your money. Give us a call, 513-575-9654. Visit our website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Email, share your thoughts to team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. And our home office is in Milford, but we also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence. Greg? Today, we're going to look at and kind of contrast and compare the difference between retirement tools versus actual retirement strategies. So here's the thought. If your portfolio, when you look at it, is it made up of a bunch of tools or do you actually have a retirement strategy in all of that? So the theory, perhaps more like a concept, it's been going around the financial industry as of late. It, uh, and it may, may not seem revolutionary or state of the art, but um, what, what's a good retirement plan all about? It, you know, having a concept that you can follow. <clears throat> excuse me, that you can actually understand that that's what value is when it comes to a plan is understanding it. You know, it's, it's workable. It's something that can be implemented and utilized uh, throughout time, kind of benchmark and compared back to, you know, it helps you allocate your investment dollars in a way that will work for you. And importantly, your specific situation just for you. Now the concept we're referring to is the idea of asking yourself a question when it comes to your money and your investments, are you focusing your decision-making process on the retirement tools or are you focusing on the retirement strategy? Okay. may seem like the same thing, but they're not. Think about a contractor. Uh, this contractor may have a tool belt just full of tools, but not every job that they take on requires the use of every one of those tools, right? Specific tools for a specific purpose. For your specific purpose, your retirement strategy, your retirement plan is no different when it comes to using the right tools. We oftentimes will kind of like a sort of joke, but it, it, it makes a point that have you ever have you ever tried to use a hammer to hammer a screw or use a screwdriver to screw in a nail? I mean, you already get it. It's it's you know these are fine tools if used for the right purpose in the right way. Uh, they're almost irreplaceable. So it's not always about all the collection of the tools. It's the right tool for the right job, the right purpose for the right, right outcome. And that outcome needs to be for your success. And as we also like to say, your success on purpose. So today, as we look at these things, we're going to help you understand better the differences between retirement tools and retirement strategies, and hopefully how to go about developing your unique strategy for your unique situation to help you and your family for many years to come. Okay, so let's get to the thought-provoking questions that tie into today's show. So for starters, what, what exactly is the difference between tools versus strategies? That's like saying products versus concepts. What's the difference between those things? How many different strategies for investing for retirement should we consider? And this might be the individual me versus the collective we. Can you combine different parts of different strategies? 
different types of concepts and different strategies inside one single plan or one retirement plan. Hey, James, there's quite a visual that came with that. Can you combine different different parts? Well, you can or you can't. Have you ever seen the movie Frankenstein? Mm-hmm. There, there's a better and best outcome. And I don't know if, if Frankie was the best use of different parts. Um, all depends on what Dr. Frankenstein's strategy was, though, right? So what's your strategy? What parts make the difference? Which parts do you need to set aside and even leave behind? So, yeah, do think about this in parts. Think about your retirement picture. is the picture in a box, and the, the box is filled with puzzle pieces, and we need to get the right pieces, the right sequence to build the puzzle the way it looks like the picture. The picture at best matches your purposes for money over long periods of time. So sorry, James, just... You know, that's that's quite all right. How do you choose a strategy that best fits your personal risk tolerance? Maybe start with this. Are you a do-it-yourselfer or are you going to work with a financial professional? What do you do when you need to generate reliable, and here's here's the point, reliable, dependable monthly cash flow? You know, that monthly, you know, checks in the mail, whether it be the electronic mail or actual mail if you don't like to do the online banking. Do some strategies and perhaps even tools help with generating systematic income? And yes, some are more favorable than others when it comes to generating reliable systematic income. So the answer to that is an obvious yes. Is there one strategy that stands out above the rest? Well, does there, is there really one size fits all approach? No, there's not. How do you find an advisor that will help you find the best strategy, again, for the individual versus the collective you? Greg? Well, I would say those are important questions. You know, obviously, the theme here is using the right tool for the right purpose. And um, that purpose would be an outline. That'd be your strategy for your retirement success. And true retirement is a little different animal. You don't do the same things you did in accumulation phase uh, as you're going to need to do in the distribution phase of living out your retirement, your retirement dreams. And retirement does take cash flow. Cash flow and retirement go hand in hand. Try being retired without cash flow, not a fun journey. So when you are in this transition or this period of your financial phase of life, how important is it to identify the right investments aligned with that? Like James mentioned, um, you know, which investments or are there certain investments that are better at generating systematic income? Well, absolutely. And should you have those? Well, if you want cash flow or income in retirement, it'd be highly suggested. Are those different than those tools you've used for the rest of your investment uh, life? Very, very likely and often um, quite different. And how familiar are you to things that are new if you've never used them before? And how likely are you going to be aligned with what's best for you in this new phase of financial life if you're still listening to the same advice that you received in um, a past portion of your life? An example we throw out there is just asking you simply at this. If you know if you're 50, 55, um, 60, knocking on the door, retirement, in retirement, want to stay retired, that's the phase of life you're on. It's kind of like, well, do you still go see a pediatrician you know, when it comes to medical care? Well, clearly not. And you have no business seeing the pediatrician of your financial life. It's time to move on, not even to a general practitioner, but a specialist. So... Just conceptualize that as we're speaking in terms of concepts. So how are you making your investment decisions for retirement? What is your current method? What is your advisor's method? Uh, your, your pediatrician advisor or your generalist? What do you think it is? Do you think it's sufficient? I would, I would challenge you on that. Say, no, it's likely insufficient. And is insufficient just a little negligent or a little falling short of the mark? I would venture to say that retirement is such a serious matter 
And then statistically, you only get statistically. <laughs> There's that word, statistics. The likelihood that you'll get a do-over if you don't get it right the first time is not a good statistic that you want to uh, encounter. So let's do this right. So you, your advisor's method, our method is what you need to be successful and using all the tools that make the most sense in this financial phase of life to do so because we are specialists. Have you even thought of any of that? Well, we tend to see from a vast majority of people that we initially consult with about their portfolios and their 401ks, 403bs, IRAs, and so forth, is that they, they tend to focus on retirement tools and not the actual retirement strategy. So now you might be thinking, well, what's the difference and why would it matter? Well, there's a, a distinctive difference, a definitive difference that can matter a great deal to your long-term success and retirement regarding your money. That's pretty darn important. And so today's show, we're just going to kind of skim through the different aspects of things for you to understand exactly how to differentiate between retirement tools and retirement strategies. Well, here, here's an example. And we use this one when we're designing an income plan. And, and really, when you get into retirement, cash flow, that's where it all starts, having reliable income. Now, you can separate between the term insurance versus assurance. Insurance is where you have guarantees. Now, Again, based upon the claims paying ability of the insurance company, but we are talking about billion dollar insurance companies. That's what's known as insurance. Then there's the other one called assurance. These are market based strategies that will provide systematic income that it's it's very reliable and sustainable. One is actually designed income. The strategy is called a designed income portfolio. Another one is called absolute yield that relies more upon dividends and strong dividend yields at that from different types of, of investments inside the portfolio. So here's the difference. Insurance is like saying, I know for a fact with a guarantee that this is going to pay X percent per year every single year for the next number of years that we've set up this portfolio. Assurance is like saying, well, statistically speaking, there's that word again, there's like a 99% likelihood that this is going to work. So when you are thinking or contemplating about designing your strategy for income, do you need the 100% lock, rock solid guarantee? Or are you okay with the 99% likelihood that's saying, well, unless something catastrophically bad, like a black swan event happens similar to the Great Depression back in the 1930s, then this is going to be just fine, if not going to be an excellent way of providing systematic income for maybe the rest of your individual and collective forevers. So those are just examples of maybe insurance versus assurance when it comes to designing things like income for your portfolio. There's more. There's much more. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. But stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station. Opinions expressed are solely those of Brown Financial Advisors and should not be interpreted as specific advice. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified investment advisors prior to implementation. Market-based investments involve risk and past performance is no guarantee of future results. Insurance-based investments offer guarantees based upon the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. All insurance, tax, and mortgage services are offered through Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors. LLC. Brown Financial Advisors and Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors are affiliated companies and may only transact business in those states in which registered or were otherwise legally permitted. 
Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borton. We are an independent RIA. That's a registered investment advisory firm. We do work for clients and not companies. That's Main Street and not Wall Street. Our phone number, 513-575-9654. Website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Email team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. And our home office is in Milford, but we also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence. Greg? Well, as we continue with the retirement tools versus retirement strategies, uh, you might have heard in the background that uh, this is a fairly urgent matter we're discussing. There's the right tools for everything, even if it comes to a house burning down or someone needing medical attention, or that we don't want the heartbeat to stop in your investment dollars on the road to your successful retirement, where cash flow and the consistency, persistency, reliability, dependability on that is like king. And... Um, so we're going to kind of pick up with where we left off. Now, James, you had some thoughts when it comes to like a comparison of strategies, concepts. Yes, tools versus strategies. So think about retirement tools as the different types of products. I know it sounds very transactional to say it that way, but that means investment products, financial products, insurance products. So insurance would be things like annuities, and annuities come in different flavors of so fixed, fixed indexed, uh, also the variable annuities. And sometimes we get the warm fuzzies versus the cold pricklies when we hear the word annuity, but then we think differently when we hear things like pension and social security. Well, guess what? Pensions and social security are also forms of annuities. It just means who is administrating that particular product. There we go again with our product. You can also think of strategies as the concepts and perhaps for maybe the abstract way of, saying, of thinking this is the theory that you can devise that will help you figure out exactly which tools might or maybe perhaps should be the best to help you accomplish the goals, the objectives. And again, that's part of your plan, having goals and objectives for your situation. Another problem that we run into typically is people think that they have a retirement strategy, but really they just have investments and tools that were sold and that's what they were positioned into. Greg, any thoughts? Yeah, really. Um, as you get kind of working through this, the true retirement strategy, it's something that you form that uh, on purpose, very intentional to help you articulate how you're going to solve the problems and achieve your objectives. The problems, the, the seen, foreseen, the unforeseen, kind of build it into the calculus of it all uh, and staying in line with your objectives. Because it is okay, just like when you're en route on a plane trip, you know, sometimes you're diverted a bit, a little off course because of weather patterns, but you're still on course to arrive at your you know, arrival gate and uh, destination, pretty close to time, best the pilot can bring it in. So as we pilot and co-pilot you through your retirement journey, occasionally there'll be some turbulence, some bumps, some, um, you know, diversion of the, of, the, of the trip to get you there successfully, safely, and successfully, of course, is the outcome. And that's quite doable, right? Just knowing going in, you have everything available to you as needed to accomplish the job. So differences in tools and strategy, well, to be clear, investment products are not strategies. They are tools. Um, how you use them together in concert, conjunction, purposefully becomes part of a strategy, and it's strategies that, in fact, align you with your, your final destination. So, um, And the colors of money, for example, the difference between red money, which is unmanaged market risk investments, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, without a repeatable um, you know, approach or methodology, Versus yellow money, that's what we do. We get the red out and get you over to yellow or green. 
Um, but yellow is professionally managed with the repeatable process methods and strategies, not just owning a bunch of stuff, hoping you're diversified. It's owning the right stuff. It's owning the right diversified set of things that do what you needed to do for your purpose. So that's yellow money, managed market investment monies. Green, just to throw that in, green is just the safer forms of investment dollars. It could be fixed annuities, uh, CDs, treasuries, cash, checking, savings, money market. Of course, we know we just entered into a new realm of safe way to lose money. If you think about it, right, inflation can reduce the purchase power of your dollar. So even though you still have a dollar this year that you had put in last year, it didn't go down because of market risk. It has gone down in terms of its ability to buy something. So you can even find some risk in green money, the safer forms of money. So we want you to be in green and yellow. That's the point. Move away from red. Um, Until you fully roll out of your 401k someday at the company, you may not be able to get all of the red out, but you can get most of it. Get your private plan funded up and running. And then when you do finally say goodbye to everyone, that last red money of unmanaged market money and a 401k, 403b, and so forth, the employer-based plans comes on over to join the party in progress and maybe your IRA in yellow money, professionally managed with a strategy aligned with your purpose, and you have a successful, highly probable successful financial plan working for you. But you definitely see that most investment products and financial products marketed as a strategy, they are not. They're nothing more than a tool that can be used to help you or uh, could be used to hurt you. Now, strategy The strategy is the plan you develop that defines exactly how you're going to use the different tools to achieve your desired goals and objectives when it comes to your money. Now, it's a huge difference. Most good plans have many different tools that are engaged in being used to be the solutions. And um, that's important. You know, the strategy, then you know the tool. Just like the design spec for the last shed you might have built in the backyard, it's highly advised that you use um, the plan, the instructions, as they call them, so you don't end up with little extra parts How nice of them, honey, to leave those extra parts for you. They must know you. No, no, no. There were no extra parts. They were all supposed to be somewhere. As time passes, you'll find out probably where that that part went. Same with your financial plan. You need a design spec. You need the instruction sheet. Then we know what tools. We know what parts all go fitted together nicely to produce the end result that we're looking for. So sometimes there is a misconception out in the financial industry that a single tool or investment product is like this silver bullet. It could be used for all of the money in a given portfolio. That would be just, if you see that, sense that, or, um, or even believe that, we need to seek shelter immediately. That's not likely to be the case. The biggest example may very well be mutual funds. Hey, designed by Wall Street, created by Wall Street, for Wall Street, not actually you. And lobbied effectively to be the instrument used in all 401k programs as sponsored and, and provided and facilitated by the brokerage firms. You know, the brokers that make your broker, the motherships, those firms that have, you know, the football stadiums named after them, the football teams too. Some of them, you know, and, and gosh, don't forget the uh, Super Bowl commercials, all that with your money. Yep, they designed those boogers. And there's a lot of spreads, fees, margins, loads, and internal costs in there. And then your brokerage firms will use them even outside of your 401k. When you roll over to an IRA and they'll set you up nicely with those, and they might even tell you their fees, the best in town, the best in the nation, better than whoever you're considering going with. And you, they, you fall for the lost lead fee structure. We see this happen a lot. In fact, I'll be talking to someone today about the same subject. They're failing to, to acknowledge the real cost of investing is the total cost of investing, not just some lost lead component that's designed to fool you 
into complacency and believing you're in a better place for the right reason when you're in the wrong place for all the wrong reasons and that your total cost of investing is going to bring down your investment returns over time and increasing your risk. So learn the phrase, what is the total cost of investing with your firm, Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so? So anyway, granted, we do have um, here in our shop a preference for owning stocks straight up, lean, mean, and clean. No spreads, no margins, no fees, no expense ratios, right? It's just the stock bought at this price, sold at that price, and you made X, Y, or Z plus dividends. And then there's something called an ETF, exchange-traded fund, trades like stocks, tax-friendlier, can be very surgical in what it contains. It's not a fund that owns other funds of funds of funds, which gets expensive. Nope. They're pretty solid, and they're very helpful. It's like we can actually choose a color off a palette and put it onto our canvas on our easel and paint by numbers, because we have strategies and formulas, to produce a very pretty portrait, the portrait of you, the portrait of your retirement experience, your retirement plan, your retirement strategy. But conceptually, um, there's nothing completely wrong with the mutual fund so long as it's the right one, wouldn't you know? The one that's truly low cost, low load, holds mostly exactly what you need in the big picture of what you need to hold for the purposes you need to hold it. So we won't entirely throw mutual funds in the bus, but they belong deeply in most tire treads nonetheless. So however... Let's look at this. A retirement portfolio that is 100% invested in mutual funds, regardless of how many different funds there might be or how diversified it might get, that's not a strategy. That is a way to share your wealth with the motherships and the brokerage firms that built the mutual funds. And don't forget this again. Who they build them for? Wall Street created mutual funds for Wall Street. I'll stand by that until my last breath. It may not be the most compliant statement. I'll give you that. But I believe it to be true. If, if we're your advisor and we owe you what we believe is the fiduciary duty to put your interest first, and we believe that, we believe we can statistically prove that out to be true right in front of your eyes, then I believe we should tell you what we believe because that's why you trust us. So feel free to call um, a mutual fund an asset class. I mean, a, an annuity can be an asset class. ETFs can be. Stocks can be. Uh, real estate can be. Um, you know, all kinds of things. Some component of your business personal business and, and um, other things that you might own that appreciate over time might be part of an asset class of your overall allocation. But don't trick yourself into thinking that um, you have an advanced financial plan strategy in, in those things. It's got to be the right reason, big picture strategy with the right tools, etc. So James, I guess take us out and and make sure everyone stays listening because we have All a lot right. more to come. Yep. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. But stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borton. We are a registered investment advisory firm. We are independent. We do work for clients, not companies. And it really does all start with a plan. That means actually having a plan, knowing what you own and why you own it. So whether you're seeking advice on an old 401k, 403b, IRA rollover, investment planning, retirement planning, income planning, tax planning, social security maximization, a Roth conversion analysis, NUA analysis, and for some, perhaps even in-service rollover, all those and more we can help, 513-575-9654. Our website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. While you're there, scroll through the different pages that we have on our site, maybe even our podcast page, and tune into some of our older Sound Money Investment Show podcasts. Also, our email address is team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. 
And our home office is in Milford, but we also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence, y'all. All right. Retirement tools versus retirement strategies. And while you're on our website, go to um, seminars and check out some of the food, fun, and finance nights. We have some dinner seminars coming up. I think we are done for May, but you'll see uh, June and perhaps July options there. You can just uh, click through that, look at it, um, share some information you'd like to attend. We'll get that information and confirm back with you with some details. And um, just know anytime, you can just call us directly or email directly and come on in and we'll do a complete portfolio review of what you have, do a risk assessment, get your risk score, rearrange all of your um, resources according to that risk and your purpose of money and your your you know desired income at retirement and add some inflation to it. Make sure you have some emergency cash, the money you need for income, the money you need for growth to hedge inflation over long periods of time. And we will use multiple tools, just as we say here, to create through strategy your overall financial plan. We'll share that plan with you. We'll share all the analysis of what you have. Um, we'll share the internal cost and all costs that we know of. We'll look at the inefficiencies, share all that with you too. And then we won't hold anything back. All the recommendations we have to make will be laid right out on the table. You'll have a lot that you'll learn. It'll be a fun process. We call it a nerdy good time. And, um, and then you're free to do what you'd like to do. If you see a fit, we get to work together, but it'll be transparent. There will be good information. People make great decisions with good information. That's where we want to leave you with. And if it's not the right time now to work together, you'll be equipped to make better decisions. And then we'll just agree to disagree and maybe keep us in mind. Maybe there'll be another opportunity down the road. So no cost, no obligation, a little bit of your time, some our time and resources. And it's what we do every day. It's the best way we know to show you some value so that you can see what you could expect. But anyway, thank you for listening to that as we continue retirement tools and become the um, income related, what should be retirement strategies tied to cash flow and income. To contrast, compare, and then I'll pass it back to James here. Um, any prudent and knowledgeable person should know that a good financial planner strategy will involve many different financial tools. Now you're included amongst the prudent and knowledgeable people, right? You know now, takes more. Does a contractor, here's an example for you, use a hammer when he builds a house? Just a hammer? Probably not. Does a plumber only need one wrench to fix whatever leaks? How about this one? This is one to visualize. Does an interior decorator use the same paint, color, and furniture combination in every single room of a house that they're uh, staging? So you get the point. It takes more to bring it all together. Um, James? Well, when it comes to different types of tools and maybe what you should implement or use in your overall strategy, it kind of depends upon the individual you. And going through some of the different, uh, I'd say, tools and some of the pros and the cons. And if you look on FINRA's website, as an example, they do list some of the most common investment tools. And as well, they also provide a short description of what they are and usually how they are used. So, for example, kind of start with the overall, when we say bank products. Bank products, typically, when you say banks, we include credit unions. And once in a while, you'll find it's still a savings and loan. But by and large, banks and credit unions that provide safe and convenient ways to accumulate at least some interest. And also, it's your checking and savings account. And for some, your mortgage as well is why you use the banks. And all of these, almost all of these, I will say this, are FDI See insured. So it seems a little bit redundant to say it's a 
Federally Deposit Insurance Corporation insurance, but nevertheless, they do provide a, a certain level of protection when it comes to your assets that you have in the bank. And yes, there's been a recent rumbling of how solvent or how safe are the small to regional size banks. You know, and sometimes these types of issues become self-fulfilling prophecies. So if you are one of these who runs with the herd and you listen to our media who's been stirring up everyone to say, hey, your small regional bank might be in trouble, and you decide, well, I'm going to do what everyone else is doing, what you perceive everyone else is doing, and start moving your money out of these small and regional banks, then it creates this self-fulfilling prophecy where, yes, they could be in trouble if everyone does continue running with the herd and moving their monies to larger banks. That's you know kind of the point about investor noise versus investor news sometimes is the news is actually the noise. You just need to find a way to tune it out. You know, James, just in general, it's a shame people even are confronted with an issue of having too much money at the bank. You shouldn't have a lot of money at the bank. That's no place to be investing. That's a place to just keep enough money to pay your bills on time. I literally would suggest to you, you keep all other money offline and other forms of investments, and we can help you with that. They shouldn't be mothballed. You shouldn't be hiding from the next asteroid um, um, hit. I mean, it's, it's just not the world we live in. It's not a place for your dollars that you don't need for the here and now. There is a better place. There are many better and different places. So a lot of the whole dialogue surrounding bank, liquidity, safety, um, FDIC protection, getting clever about spreading at different banks and not going over certain amounts and adding different beneficiaries to increase the amount of FDIC coverage and et cetera, et cetera, just as symptomatically saying you – you have a cold and you need you need to get better. And that cold is keeping too much money at the bank and stewing over things you shouldn't even have to deal with because the money shouldn't be there, people. Please contact us. If, you, if you're worried about things like that, call us. If you have more than $100,000 at the bank and that and let's say you have no need for more than twenty five or 30000 based on three to six months or just three months worth of liquidity, we'll keep it liquid for you. We'll just find a better place for it. But anyway, if, if that's you... You just need to contact us because you obviously don't have a plan. You don't have a strategy for the plan. You don't have a mix of tools that are appropriate for you, whoever you are. I don't even know who you are or need to know. I just know that those are the symptoms of a condition that needs to be remedied. So just some candid thoughts about the bank. Yes, but reminder there too also, don't have it sitting in mothballs. Find some competitive interest rates for your money to actually be earning money. Away from the bank. Yeah, most likely that's the case, is not the bank. Now, another tool would be bonds. Bonds, by the way, just simply means debt. You're buying someone's debt. That usually means corporate debt or government debt, but essentially bonds are loans that you make to, again, a company, organization, government, and in return, this is in general, you receive interest payments, plus you get repaid your original principal at the maturity date. That's if you keep the bonds to maturity. There are many different types of bonds, and while some are considered conservative, or, you know, that's like another way of saying relatively safe investments, they are not principal protected, which means you can actually lose money. And 2022 was a great example, maybe a reminder of this. So you may typically use a bond for income and retirement and for what we think of as being safer or more conservative investment types, but they really are not safe. They're not completely safe. So when you say what degree of safe, if it's less than safe, then it's not safe. And in some cases, here's the other kicker, is they're not completely liquid. That's another issue 
a lot of times for investors is the liquidity. Yep. And then we look at stocks. If you buy shares of a company stock, you're simply purchasing increments of ownership in that company, you know, with the hopes that these shares will increase in value over time, also pay a good dividend, also known as yield. Along the way, we look at yield as a form of fruit that comes off of a fruit tree. You can sell your fruit tree, and then it comes in, brings and grows different forms of fruit over time, and that yield, and ideally, you can pick the fruit and leave the tree, and the tree keeps producing. So stocks can be like that, and other yield-based instruments can certainly be that too if they're the correct types of uh, trees in your orchard. Another way to look at it all. Now, um, money is made by that. Cash flow is created by that. You can live off the cash and keep that money maker rolling. And it's good to have the right collection of stocks with the right mix of dividends from different industries, uh, sectors, components, and overall markets. Markets being within common country or nation and multiple nations, a mix of countries and markets. Uh, there are a lot of free markets out there. Do you know that actually there's 44 free markets? We're just one of them. And then when there's an annual research study comes out that says something about the measurement of the freedom of a given market, I think the last report I, I saw, the U.S. had fallen from number nine to number 11, 11th most free market. And yet we think in our sovereign, nationalistic, patriotic minds, which I'm not against, that we're the... Uh, we're the preeminent. We're number one. Yeah. And you know what, folks? We're just not uh, when it comes to some of this. So break break ranks with your money. We may dig in deep and say, I'm here, friends to the end. I'm a nationalist. I'm a sovereignist. I'm a patriot. And this is my country. Um, but our money needs to be able to invest here and other places that might be more prominent over the course of time. So just keep that in mind. There's annuities and other investment types of funds. And by the way, just got message about the bank comment I made. We, we invest through the bank, through their investments, their stocks and things like that was the message. I get it. You shouldn't do that either. They're not your financial fiduciary. They don't put your interest first. They have a best interest contract. They're the bank working for the bank. So keep that in mind. There's not a lot of reason to be at the bank other than checking savings and a place to walk in to cash a check, I suppose. But anyway, James? Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. But stay tuned and listen to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Morton. We are an independent registered investment advisory firm. We do work for clients, not companies. That's Main Street and not Wall Street. Our phone number, 513-575-9654. Website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Email, team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. And our home office is in Milford, but we also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence. Greg? Retirement tools versus retirement strategies. We're kind of like going through some of the tools, but the tools have, they have layers to them. So what's been mentioned, you know, bank instruments, um, bonds, stocks. We're going to look at annuities, investment funds. But you know what's really clear and obvious to me anyway, when I look at these, these tools can be utilized in some combination by some kind of percentage or weight to be part of an overall strategy. But it goes deeper than that. What bonds? There are all kinds of bonds, corporate bonds, muni bonds, treasury bonds, you know, variations of government bonds, um, private bonds. There are obviously a variety of stocks. We talked about 44 free markets around the globe. In those exchanges and those markets, there are companies that are part of the sovereigns of those markets. 
You know, like we think of the U.S., we have these big U.S. blue chip companies been around for a century or more. Um, so what what stocks, which components? Tech, financial, healthcare, combination, probably. Yeah. Annuities, fixed annuities, variable annuities, not variable annuities. Did you get that loud and clear? A majority of variable annuities, like everyone we've ever seen, except for maybe one instance where the people needed to hold on to it for a death benefit, but other than that, it was DOA. A variable annuity has somewhere between 3 to 5% annual cost. It is actually fluctuating with the market. It goes up, it goes down. We like to see the annuities. If you're going to an annuity as an investment, as an asset class, as a tool of an overall plan, you're looking for number one. And number one, the survey says safety. Number two, the survey says, well, it's either going to be for growth, an emphasis on growth, or it's going to be an emphasis on some other benefit like guaranteed lifetime income. You're going to look for an annuity that's going to do something like that. There's also an annuity. So we just give you a couple examples. A fixed annuity is like a CD type. It gives you a term, like three or five years, um, a rate, you know, the interest rate that's guaranteed for the period. We have them now, three years north of 5%. Uh, five years, about 5.5%, 5.6, somewhere in there. Um, very competitive compared to the bank with a real insurance company, okay? Not just the FDIC, which is kind of funded by the Treasury through the Fed for its backup resources when it goes red and needs to be back in the black. It's not really tied to real assets. That's the thing, right? It's just tied to paper dollars that are printed as needed. Now, we're talking about instruments that are actually insured by an insurance company that has real assets backing the promises they make. I think I like the sound of that better. How about you? Fixed index annuities. They're fixed in so much as they don't go backwards, so you still have safety. Index means their opportunity to make money is based on a cap or participation rate, which sounds like jargon, but all that means is if it's linked to an index like the S&P 500 over the course of the next 12 months, if it says you get 60% participation rate, that means you get 60% of the upside with none of the downside. So if the market returned 10%, you had a 60% participation rate, you would get 6%, 60% of 10%, right? So it's not as complicated as people might have you think. Variable annuities, again, stay away from basically mutual funds wrapped with insurance. If you're going to be in the market, be in the market. If you want some insurance, let's go get you some insurance. Let each thing do its best thing. Don't don't get too hybrid with some of this stuff. When you do some hybrid forms of investing, that's usually a way for the issuer to hide or veil internal cost factors that just cost you and yours over time. Investment funds, funds such as mutual funds, exchange-traded funds, ways investors kind of pool money together to invest in certain asset classes and industry sectors over time to make money, to kind of own a part of some companies, to own part of the dividend because it's kind of a shared crop method of farming. Um, When you own the stocks straight up, you own the stock. That symbol, that ticker, that company, that number of shares, and all that comes with it. It goes up, it goes down, it goes sideways, and it throws off dividends, and they're all yours. But in mutual funds, it is in common. It's mutual. Same with exchange-traded funds, but the ETFs we believe more strongly in because they're leaner, meaner, and cleaner. And as mentioned earlier, they're more surgical. We can get much more precise by an ingredient towards the overall recipe of the investment mix to get more what we're after. And that's important, having some control in that. So these uh, investment funds, mutual funds, ETFs, of course, they have market risk because they're invested in the market. And they, they vary from, you know, growth focus, income focus, something more liquid. Um, you know, it's like a virtual buffet. Lots to choose from. 
Yeah, so think of conceptually as this. When we say what you need your money to do for you or what you need from your money, and and maybe it's where one bucket of money has a different job description or job title than a second or third bucket of money. So whether it's liquidity, growth, safety, or income, and speaking of income, this is like saying, well, income when? Do you need income now or do you need income later? And if later, when is that? Is it within five years? Is it within 10 years? And then how much income? That's like saying, what is your income gap or is there an income gap that you're solving for? Are you seeking growth or are you seeking safety or some combination of maybe both? You know, what is your number one mandate for this particular bucket of money? Is it growth with safety or some perception of safety? Or is your first mandate is, I don't want to lose money. And while I'm not losing money, oh, by the way, I want the opportunity to actually make some money. You know, so it's kind of a mindset more than anything else when it comes to that. Do you need access to your money? Do you need access to it now? Do you need access to it in six months? That's like saying how much liquidity do you need? Do you need all of it right now? Or do you just simply think I might have some completely unforeseen emergency where I need to go grab $100,000, which is very unlikely, but still it's a possibility. So again, can you afford to have your money tied up for any length of time where there'd be a cost or surrender charge to get your money back out before that time frame has ended. Greg, any thoughts? Yes, and I was just thinking, you know, we have a lot of listeners that are also clients, and it's a good opportunity to share with folks something's just been happening within our industry that's taken a number of years to come to fruition. You may have heard a few years back that uh, Charles Schwab had purchased TD Ameritrade. Okay, in our world, those are just custodians. We just use them as a platform to transact our strategies, do the buys and the sells. We contract with them to provide our clients the uh, end of year accounting records and a monthly statement to show checks and balances that they own a lot of stuff. Now, our reports show performance, how our strategies are doing, uh, by name, so people know you know they have an affinity by name of what strategy or strategies they're in, and um, it's much more easy to follow, easy to understand. Custodial statements. They just show, again, you own a lot of stuff. It's not highly descriptive. It's just like it's, it's overwhelming. Well, we just want you and others to know that in the industry change taking place, like we, um, for example, Charles Schwab buying TD Ameritrade does not mean like, you know, we've been purchased by anyone. We're just us doing our thing with our strategies, our investments for our clients. It's just that TD Ameritrade Institutional, the group that we used to process our transactions through, um, was wholly acquired by Schwab. And they're finally, James, finally, in the next month or two, going to get it done where um, the, the branding, the name recognition will switch to some degree to Schwab. Um, statements will take on a new look. And really for our investors and clients, there's no change. In fact, since they took their time doing this, they, we'd like to believe they've done it right. And there's, we're going to see some enhancements and some benefits that we'll all enjoy. And uh, so I just want to interject that when it comes to investing and over time and changes and how changes. Uh, people don't like change, and people can be confused by change. So I want to just take the opportunity to clarify anything for anyone that might have any questions on that who might know us and work with us on a daily basis or who might be impacted through other firms and places that they might be working with. But, you know, James, here's a here's a question people ask. Well, you talk about strategies, you talk about tools. Okay, how about strategies? What's available for me to use? The strategy depends on your objectives. And we could go through a couple of uh, case studies and show you. But here's an example of some things available to you through us that's quite unique because you can get more boutique-like investments. You can get, as a maybe even a smaller investor, some access to investments 
that would be more like for very large investors. And um, so I want to share some, whether you're a large or small investor, uh, that we're kind of excited about. That's a byproduct of interest rates being higher, right? Is something good actually coming from higher interest rates? Well, yeah, if you're a saver, conservative saver, you know it is. And, and But if you're a market investor, we have some active strategies that have benefited too. And uh, we call them the buffered index portfolios. One that we really like is called the um, dual directional buffered index. It's really easy to share with you. Dual directional, dual means you can make money both ways. You can make money on the upside. If the market ends in a result of positive, you make money. And even if it's somewhat negative, you can actually, a negative can become a positive. So bottom line, this one is two years. After two years, you check the performance and the results of the lesser performing of the S&P 500 or the Dow, okay, which everyone does better, is not the one. It's the one that does less, but they, they track very similarly. The S&P and the Dow are very similar in their patterns over time. So the lesser performing, the results of that after two years, and then what? You apply a cap. Well, this has no cap. That means if it's up by 30%, you get 30%. It's uncapped. If it's up 20, you get 20. Now, it has a buffer of 15. Buffer means to the downside. So it absorbs the first 15% of any downside. So if the result is, say, 20% less than where we are today in the market, you would be down 5 It absorbs the first 15. If you're down somewhere between 0 and 15, you actually like a negative 10. It becomes a positive 10. Anything between 0 and the buffer of 15 is positive. Sounds a little complex, but it's not. Three moving parts, easy to get your mind around, very unique, very boutique-ish, and available for you. There's some cool things out there when it comes to what's available for you. A lot of things. Just give us a call. Oh, yeah. There's more. There's much more. Our fund brought the office, 513-575-9654. Again, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. On behalf of Greg, myself, James, we want to thank you for listening today. Have a great week, and remember this, sound money, where good things are believable, achievable, and true for you.